Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode. One billion years in the future. Mankind's dominance over the Earth has long since been usurped by technological advances and visitors from beyond the stars. Yet humanity persists, gracelessly stumbling through the age-old dangers of spider swarms and awkward family reunions. Quest Friends follows three such hapless humans and one android as they race to stop global threats and personal crises, all while learning what makes the best of family and the quest of friends. Hey you, do you like Monster Hunters? Of course you do, because you're listening to Monster of the Week. Do you want Monster Hunters and Weird West? Then you should listen to Iron Hides! Iron Hides is the podcast that I am on. I play Zadie, one of the wardens of the land. I have three other amazing companions who fight off monsters all over the Weird West with me, and we're led by the fearless Pelobi. We upload on the 15th of every month, and you can find us on your podcatchers. You can also follow us on Twitter at IronHeightsPod. Saddle up, buckaroos, you're in for a wild ride. The Unexplored Places is an actual play podcast about exploring weird worlds and making bold choices. Our first season, Deliverance Ohio, is about a sect of monster hunters disguised as a non-denominational youth group in a rural Ohio college town. You can find us on Twitter at UnexploredCast or under Unexplored Places wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, and welcome to Four Friends and Some Dice, an actual play D&D podcast. Meet Ozark. Should I let her possess me? I think I let her possess me. Gilla. Is that more or less sad than losing your dad and your brothers and your cousins? And the Herald. My name is Cabernet Savignon. And join them in their fantasy shenanigans as they try to prove that they are the best scholar, pirate, con artist trio that their world has ever seen. Join us every other Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Rated E for exciting. And explicit. Hello everyone. Happy International Podcast Month. For today's episode, we'll be playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. As the end of their high school experience draws near, teenage monster hunters Greg, Frankie, and Abby must demystify their toughest mystery yet prom. I'm Christine, I'm from the Unexplored Places, and I am today's keeper. I'm Kyle, I'm from Quest Friends, and I'm playing Greg. I'm Madge from Iron Hides and Frequencies, and I will be playing Frankie Ellison. I'm Sarah, I'm from Four Friends and Some Dice, and I'm going to be playing Abby. Alright, let's get started with our game of Monster of the Week. So, tonight is the night. It's late May, just like a week or two before your high school graduation, just probably like a month or two before all of you are going to go your separate ways, off to college or wherever else you may be headed. The three of you have been friends for most of high school now, uh, hunting monsters together in your small town for a couple of years. And tonight is the night you've either been looking forward to, or dreading, or both. Prom. The three of you are standing on the stairs that lead up to the entryway of the school gym, all decked out in your prom finery and ready to go inside. Abby, 
Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, Abby is a demi girl who uses she, her pronouns. Uh, I'm playing with the spooky playbook. Abby is your typical goth girl, shadowed eyes, goth clothing. Um, but she really loves and cares about her friends, even if she doesn't want anyone to see. And what are you wearing to prom, Abby? Abby is wearing a white button-down collared shirt with a a very fancy corset with lots of black frills and purple and blue ribbons. And she's wearing uh, black dress slacks and um, some wing-toed shoes. All right, Frankie, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so... Frankie is the spell slinger. She uses she, her pronouns. Uh, She is sort of average height, very slight, lanky build. She uh, has red hair that is normally in her face, but tonight she has tied it back. Uh, She is very nervous about tonight, but she's also kind of excited. She's wearing a two-piece dress. The top is sort of like a white halter with some white, no, sorry, white halter top with some flowers sewn into it like embroidered and then the dress uh skirt is more florally towards the bottom more embroidery on the hem and reaches down to the floor uh let's see it's sort of like a chiffon fabric and it does like the little poofy thingy to the sides (laughs) and let's see Uh, she is also wearing a pair of gold sandals great And last but not least, Greg, tell us about yourself. Greg has never been more terrified than he is tonight. (laughs) Uh, Greg is the gumshoe playbook. He's uh, he's one of those guys who's just very likable by every, very liked by everyone, probably because of his handsomely devilish face and his just kind of nothing outward demeanor. Um... He likes his mysteries, he likes his monsters, and the idea of foregoing that for his last big hurrah, there's not a single good thing in that sentence. Because none of that contributes to his, uh, his gumshoe code, which is that all mysteries must be demystified. Ooh. Ah, the ultimate mystery. Prom. (laughs) (laughs) So many hormones, so many emotions. And then should I just too many ju- hormones. <laughs> should I just jump into the outfit? Yeah, tell us what what you're wearing. Okay, here's um so honestly, there's only one word that matters. Ascot. I was hoping it was a That's it. It's just an, it's he he has an outfit, but it's 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 focused on the ascot. <laughs> <laughs> as as any outfit that has an ascot, I think, would be focused on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can wear an ascot and not have that be the focus of your outfit. It's it's great. It's nice. It's an impromptu handkerchief if you need it. Because <laughs> we're not talking about like I'm looking up, I'm looking up ascots here, and I'm talking about like a Fred Jones ascot. Like, oh no, it's yes. basically a second shirt at this point. It's so big. <laughs> it's so big. Excellent. All right. So the three of you are looking fly as hell. I love it. I'm very into these looks. Um, and it's time to head inside to prom. So you head up these stairs. Um, there are two members of the student council who are there taking tickets. And you can see through the, the open door to, um, this is your school's gym slash multi-purpose room. And it is decked out to go with this year's theme, which is out of this world. <laughs> the 
basketball hoops have been raised up, the stage has been adorned with navy blue curtains, the whole room has been adorned with, like, crepe paper streamers and ivory-colored balloons and glow-in-the-dark stars, which are glowing faintly in the dim light of a disco ball that's been, like, papered over to, like, paper macheed over to look like a full moon. They have gone all out for this. And at the top of the stairs, uh, again, are these two members of the student council, who you all recognize as, uh... Addie Addison, who is the vice president of the student council, uh, and Brinley Stone Williams, who is senior class president. Uh, And as you hit the top of the stairs, Brinley says, Can I see your tickets, please? Do we... do we have tickets? Did we get tickets at all? You do have tickets. Okay. (laughs) More more importantly, just coming into this, so I I just want to understand, we're just assuming going into this that none of us were able to find dates. Is is the am I am I, I understanding this correctly? Not for lack of trying. It's hard. We've there have been monsters. a lot of monsters around here lately. There has not been time to find a prom date. It's hard. I think Abby would be offended if any if any of y'all had asked someone to go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> It's just an understanding that the three of you are going to go alone together. Exactly. (laughs) Alone together. It's a very good way to go. (laughs) It's the best way to go to prom, honestly. Does Abby have everyone's tickets? Uh, I think so. With Frankie, her dress doesn't have any, like, pockets, and she didn't bring any sort of (laughs) purse, so she's kind of, like, got nowhere to hold them. Um, I've got mine tucked away somewhere in the, uh, in the ascot. (laughs) I don't know if it was confiscated before that from Abby, but that's where it was. We can say that Abby has all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Abby pulls them all out from inside her corset, where she has a secret pocket. <gasps> secret pocket. Good. You hand them to Brinley, and she takes them, and then sort of gestures you over to Addie, who's standing, kind of blocking the entryway so that no one can get past her, and she's holding paper wristbands. Um, so they can keep track of who has and hasn't given in their tickets. Hmm. I mean, she sort of gestures for you to hold out your wrist, and she goes to secure this wristband around your wrist, and, um, Abby, you feel something weird, which is that you feel something, like, prick at your wrist. Uh, and when you look down, um, this is, like, this bright blue bracelet, and there's, like, one teeny little drop of blood on your wrist. Ah! Um, something has, has pricked you. I like that. Uh... I can I, like I use my telepathy to read a bad situation? You can absolutely use your telepathy to read a bad situation. Uh let me take a look at your moves and double check how your telepathy works. So you can read people's thoughts and put words in their minds. This can allow you to investigate a mystery and read a bad situation without actually needing to talk. Uh so you will go ahead and roll uh you said read a bad situation, right? Correct. So go ahead and roll to read a bad situation. Read a bad situation is sharp. All right. That is a four. That's Oof. not very good, I will admit. <laughs> no. That's not great, unfortunately. No, it's not. Uh, on a scale of of two to twelve, that's pretty bad. In fact, it's bad enough to be considered a failure. <laughs> Technically, I could have rolled a 13. I just want to say. You could have. You definitely could have. <laughs> you could have. That's that's what that's what got me. It was the thirteen I could have rolled. <laughs> yep. Uh alright. So so you go to read Addie's mind with your telepathy. 
Uh, and what's weird is that th- I assume that this telepathy thing is not something that you've usually had trouble with. I assume it's something that kind of comes fairly naturally to you. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I could even, before I learned how to control it, like I could hear things that I wasn't necessarily trying to. It just existed. Ooh. Yeah. Um, what's weird here is that you can't get anything from Addie's mind. It's almost as if something she's doing or something that's been done to her is blocking your magic from working. I don't like that. Um, and she sort of smiles this, like, nice, pleasant, placid smile and sort of, like, pats your bracelet to make sure that it's it's one of those, like, sticky water park bracelets that you can't take off and back on. And she, like, pats it to make sure it's secure and then sort of waves you in and says, enjoy prom! Uh, and moves to put a wristband onto, um, I guess, Frankie is probably next coming in. Yeah. Do I get pranked? I, I think Abby, like, spins her bracelet around and is just going to make sure that it wasn't just that the tape got stuck to her arm. But she's pretty suspicious, but she's going to just let it go. Yeah. Hmm. Um. The other two of you make it through this ticket taking and wristband putting on process with uh with no issue um and the the group of you is now inside of prom it is you'll see my map on roll 20 here it's a pretty big multi-purpose room um there's a big stage on one corner and an area that's sort of demarcated as a dance floor in the middle there are some tables along the side where a couple of teacher chaperones uh are are supervising um, punch and some light snacks like pretzels and Chex Mix kind of snacks and there are a couple of tables on the other side where you can sit down if you need to but most people are up and dancing um, there's a like student volunteer DJ against the back wall who's playing um, we don't know what year this is set in but some 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 of the like top 50 <laughs> like <laughs> songs from this year and it seems like most of the people who are going to be here are here it's pretty full at this point Okay. Also, in my mind, all I can hear is you're, you ain't nothing but a hound dog, so I'm just going to assume <laughs> that's playing for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what does the punch table situation look like? Is it pretty empty over that way? There are a couple people um, lingering. I think people aren't really sticking over there because, again, that's where the chaperones are. Um, so there, there isn't a huge crowd. You could probably go up and pretty easily get some punch. Uh, I want to pull Frankie with me, if Frankie will come. Yeah, Frankie will come with. And I will, like, show her the pinprick on my arm and say, I think Addie took some of my blood or something. Uh, what? No big deal. I just wanted Uh, you to know that. Um, that sounds like a blood sacrifice thing. (laughs) Like... I don't, I don't think this is good at all. Are we gonna, are we gonna just gloss over that? Can I read a bad situation, maybe, on this one? <laughs> you can absolutely read a bad situation. Um, okay. How are you, what does this look like? You, what is, what does the audience see on screen as you're trying to do this? Uh, I, uh. I mean, it can be as simple as just, like, looking around the room or, like, peeking over at to see what Addie and Brindley are doing. It doesn't have to be, like, complicated. Oh, but can just it be a, a montage shot. then? Can it be a montage, please? Oh, it can absolutely be a yes. montage. So I'm just like popping in and out of stuff. <laughs> I, I would also like to pull Greg into this and Oh be thank like, goodness. He was he was just standing off by his own. He was oh, just staring into space. Kid. He was lost. Poor buddy. <laughs> Please pull him in. 
Uh, Greg, um, I think Addie took some of my blood, which, because we're cousins, means she has half of your blood, too. So, you should know that. <laughs> Is that how it works? I don't think that's how it works. Eyes just light up. I want to read a great situation, which is just reading awesome. a bad situation, but it's great for him. <laughs> um, Let's let Frankie roll first, and then um, depending on how that roll goes, you can either help out or we can loop you in and you can roll yourself. Okay. Uh, Frankie got a 10, yeah, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. Uh, for read a bad situation on a 10 plus, you hold three and you can spend your hold to ask me any one of the following questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay. So you can ask one or all of those now, or you can hold some of those for later if you'd like. Uh, are there any dangers that we have not noticed yet? There are some dangers that you haven't noticed. Huh. Um... So there are a couple of things that you see as you're snooping around trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. The first is that um, you notice, like, a couple of other people having similar reactions that Abby did to having these bracelets put on. Okay. Um, you notice a couple people, like, Addie puts the bracelet on and they wince a little bit. Oh. Um, and no one else seems to remark on it, but it seems like Abby is not the only person that this has happened to. Okay. Uh, the second thing that you notice um, is actually, um, you're, a, you're a magic person. You're pretty familiar with magic. You do a lot of magic. Mm -hmm. um, so you recognize that um, there's some, like, glow-in-the-dark paint. As if someone's taken this glow-in-the-dark paint and painted, like, constellations onto the walls um, and onto, like, the dance floor. There's, like, the Big Dipper over here and Orion over here. And, um, you know, to go along with the theme. But there are a couple of places where... The patterns that they make are not constellations. Uh, they appear to be some sort of arcane runes, and they look vaguely familiar to you. Uh-huh. Um, so the dangers that you haven't noticed, I would say, is that you've noticed something's going up here, but I think something bigger than you expect is maybe going on here. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna take out my phone, and I'm gonna take pictures of the runes. How many are there... And where are they? Like, where are the runes located, exactly? <laughs> there are, I think, five of them in different places on the walls. Um, but you can you can get a picture of each of them. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll do that. All right, so you've got two more holds. Do you want to hold on to those rather than asking them now? I'm going to hold on to them. Great. And then, uh, Greg, I know you also wanted to read a bad situation. Um, uh, do you still want to do that, or is this good enough for you for now? Yeah, I don't want to overuse ability, so I'm just going to say that Greg's really excited. He's just really excited. Uh, so he's just talking, talking about splitting up, looking for clues, you know, the regular shebang. Um, Great. And I'm just going to say that that's what's going on. All right. Uh, I think what Frankie is going to do is she's actually going to go over to Greg and she's going to take out her phone and she's going to uh, sort of come up to him and like, poke him on the shoulder and be like, Greg, 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 hi. Yeah, what? Uh, so I found something. Uh, there are these runes on the floor. I mean, also people are getting their blood taken. It wasn't just her. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So there was blood and there's also runes. Like, And I show him the pictures on my phone. Cha -ching! And then I show him the next one. 
Cool. Yeah, so I go through all of the pictures and um so I know that these are runes, but they're kind of familiar. I don't know what exactly they are. Uh they're not good. Like I don't think that runes are ever good and they're supposed they look like they're they were made to like blend in, which is not good. Um, so as uh the weird sound effects I was making, uh as Frankie is saying this and showing the pictures on her phone, Frank, uh, uh, sorry, Greg has taken out his uh, film camera and is just taking <laughs> manual pictures of the pictures. Uh, and then he pulls out, it says I have a laptop here. Can I just say I have, I have a journal. I have an adventurer's journal with notes. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to just pull up my journal and say, well, well, we haven't seen Rune since, uh, well, I mean, they're a sophomore year, you know, uh-huh. with the, uh, with uh, the unknown and then, yeah. well, I guess freshman year. And then I'm just flipping through trying to find anything that looks like the runes here yeah there was also the thing in junior year with the vikings and yeah i I, mrs hendrickson insists that that was not real viking iconography but like there was a giant snake it totally was (laughs) like a huge snake there was a huge snake and it definitely wasn't anything like what we'd seen before. Like, yeah, and there ever. were there weren't giant snakes anywhere in history. Well, exactly. in known history. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. What about this? I'm just gonna is is there any role I can do to argue that I pointed to something and maybe it's helpful and maybe it's not? Um. Unless you have a special move for that, I don't think that there is. Okay, then we'll just play out it not being that. <laughs> I was just rolling with the role play. Um, so I think it's it's not like that exactly. It's really close. Uh, but if you look between this one and this one, and I'll point out the two. Uh, this one, if you look at the top bar, it has a slant to it that this one doesn't, and then the curve on this one is different. Yeah. Is is the paint used for the rune something like? Is it different from the paint that's used for the other constellations and stars? No, it seems to be the same paint. In fact, it it looks. These symbols seem to have been clearly made to look like they are more of these constellations, like someone's trying to hide that they're there. I don't want to suggest vandalism again, but if we changed them, uh, what could go wrong? A lot could go wrong, actually. Like, a lot well, of things. Uh... I mean, there was that time two years ago where I suggested the same thing, and we all ended up in a dumpster that was literally on fire. Uh But what's the likelihood of it happening twice? There was also that time where we accidentally summoned a demon after we messed with some runes. Three times. (laughs) (laughs) Um. We can call that plan B and come back to it later. Plan C. We'll call it plan C. Um... While this is happening, Greg has just been furiously scribbling uh, notes in his uh, notebook, and he's ripped out a piece of paper, uh, and he's passed it off to somebody. And he turns around and says, wait, that was, uh, what about, what's plan B? Uh, doing graffiti. And not summoning a demon this time. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh... And he turns around and he looks, because what I wanted to write down with the piece of paper is I wanted to get in touch with one of my contacts. Absolutely. Because I know someone who would be able to do vandalism, because I'm friends with the detention kids. 
You are friends with the detention kids. So I want to say I scribbled off a note um, asking, uh, it's, they, they like to play it up a little bit, like they're a big criminal organization, so like, you know, don't contact them directly, stuff like that. So uh, I, I had to rip off a note and hand it to somebody to, uh, to let them know we were interested in, uh, in vandalism things. Uh, and Greg didn't notice because he was busy scribbling that note while they were like, yeah, maybe that should be plan B. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So the way that your, uh, your contacts move works is that you can hit up your personal contacts for information or small favors, but there may be a small cost involved. So what you want is for one of these detention kids to come help you out with some vandalism. Yeah. I be, yeah, I, I want I want the I want the goods to do vandalism because as much as I as a personal human would love to just have glow in the dark paint on me all the time, I don't think Greg has it on him. <laughs> and he definitely wouldn't have been able to bring it with him into prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you know what? I don't even think there's a there's a small cost involved. I think the detention kids are or at least this particular detention kid is happy enough to have an excuse to vandalize school property. <laughs> that uh that they will just agree. Uh what's your what's your vandalism contact's name? Um I'm just going to come up with the most boring white boy names I can. I'm so sorry. Chad. His name is his name is Derek. <laughs> Derek, great. I think Derek's Derek's already here. Uh you know, Derek was coming to prom. Derek actually is fairly close to where y'all are standing near the punch because Derek was trying to spike the punch. Oh, Derek. Uh, and failing. Uh, the chaperone who is standing there, whose name is Mr. Merriweather, is, like, keeping a very close eye on Derek. <laughs> oh, let me add Derek to my character list here. Bless. I'm so sorry for the fit extra dozen characters. No, it's great. I'm trading Derek. He, him. Vandalism. <laughs> don't confuse Derek with Eric, though. I've It's happened before, and they don't like it. <laughs> and, uh... This this kid you passed a note off to sort of, like, scampers over towards Derek and passes the note off. And Derek, like, looks down at it and then kind of, like, looks around suspiciously. Uh, and then kind of, like, waves and does, like, a head nod to Mr. Merriweather as he walks away from the unspiked punch. <laughs> uh, and heads over to you. And he says, hey, hey, Greg, how's it going? Oh, hey, Derek. How's it going? Hey, the application's going well? Yeah, you know, you know, they're coming along. Uh, you enjoying prom? Well, you know, um... No. <laughs> Someone stole my blood. Yeah, that part that part's exciting. Uh his his eyes go wide and he kinda looks at you like uh No, Derek, j no, is that, it's is just that uh, like you know, a like a weird goth thing or should I is, No, or should... no, okay. Uh <laughs> it's not a weird goth thing, oh, I promise. Oh, oh. Uh yeah. Uh so it's actually happened to a couple of different people. Uh, like it might be part of gathering blood for a sacrifice of some sort, which is not good at all. Um. Well, uh, he kind of like looks at his arms, like he's trying to figure out like if blood has been stolen from him. Um, and then he like kind of like awkwardly shrugs and like fixes his tie and uh, shoves his hands in his pockets, and he says. Uh, well, well, Greg, your note, your note said, uh, you're looking for someone to help you vandalize something? Is that right? What can I, you know, maybe we can work something out. Uh, yeah, it's, um, so, and I start flipping the notebook. So, all right, so we're looking to, uh, vandalize something like this, but not this, but, um, no, uh, Frankie, Frankie, what, you, huh? you have the, uh, 
the non-paper pictures, right? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I got them. And I will come over uh, and I will pull my phone out because I feel like she's been keeping it in a bra. Uh, but she'll hold it up and she's been like, okay, so we want you to cover up some stuff, right? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's this one, there's these runes, you know, that I'm actually scrolling through my phone like i have them pulled up (laughs) (laughs) so i'm looking at this one and also this one uh this one is also really important that you get uh if you could get rid of this one uh it is the opposite star sign from mine and i don't like it so if you could get rid of that one that would be great too (laughs) (laughs) all right um i think that this is gonna be a roll um i'd say either Greg or Frankie, whichever of you wants to do this. Ken, since you're both kind of working together here, uh, this will be a manipulate someone role. I um, want to say... I do it, maybe? I, w- I want to say, yeah, I want to say, uh, so I want to, I, w- I like to believe that Frankie's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, I'm sure already Derek is just very uncomfortable. But then just Greg's in the background just giving like a very positive thumbs up. <laughs> and that positive thumbs up is what I want to manipulate someone to be. Great. That's excellent. Um, all right. So give me a roll plus charm. That's a 10. Nice. All right. I did it. You super manipulate that person. <laughs> so on a 10 plus, they'll do it for you for the reason you gave them. Uh, if you, you didn't ask too much, so the rest of the rule here doesn't apply. So yeah, he like makes eye contact with you, Greg, and like you give him the positive thumbs up and he kind of like nods and then he like, like moves closer to Frankie so he can get a better look at the phone. Um, and he says, okay, so you want me to, to just cover them up or turn them into something else or... So that would be totally up to you, I think. We just really need them to get covered up. Like, it could be Daler's choice. Like, if you wanted to, like, put a dick over them, that would be totally fine. Yeah, I'm gonna put your putting down. I'm gonna put your step in. Nice, nice. Uh, Abby steps in front of Frankie a little bit and goes, add more stars. One star for every student in this auditorium. (laughs) The teachers will love it and not put you in detention. Uh, and Greg's just mouthing in in the background. You don't need to add every student. <laughs> <laughs> I think he uh he sort of like nods, like all right, I'm, I got you, I got you. Uh, and he pulls a can of spray paint out of his coat pocket. <laughs> nice. He's uh, prepared. Derek is the best. <laughs> Derek is so cool. I'm voting him for prom king. <laughs> he would hate that. Frankie's had a crush on Derek since sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh he makes his way over to the first of these runes and uh kind of like well, he walks over to it he faces the wall he like looks over his shoulder checks to make sure that like mr merriweather or one of the other chaperones isn't looking um i think he's picked one that's like sort of obscured behind one half of a balloon arc and he starts spray painting over it does anything bad start happening when he does that uh nothing bad seems to happen um but uh, while he's doing that, and y'all are standing where you're standing, um, a another person comes up to you. And this is um, the president of the student council, whose name is Michelle Fan. She is in, like, full full prom gear. Like, she, is, she picked this prom theme, and she has dressed to match it. She's got, like, a galaxy-patterned gown on, and, like, her hair all done up. Um, and she comes up to you all, and she says, What are you all doing? 
Nothing. Hi, Michelle. I, you know, I really like the, what you did with this out-of-the-world aesthetic. I especially like what you did with the basketball hoops. You know, raising them a bit higher to get more out-of-this-world. I hate she, it. Like, you can't... <laughs> looks like she's trying not to laugh with you. And then she goes, thanks, Greg. Um, are you guys messing with the decorations? No, of course it's not. It's just, I spent a lot of time on these decorations. I painted all these constellations myself. Uh, and uh-huh. I just saw you all talking to Derek, and now Derek is vandalizing my constellations. Maybe that's just what he wanted to do. We don't know. Really? Because Derek seemed pretty intent on spiking the punch when I was over here earlier. I didn't even know he had spray paint with him. And we didn't know either. We we just were talking. It's just an art student thing. Did you hear that he actually applied to uh, art school a few uh, few miles down? You know, you always got to have spray paint on hand. I'm really proud of him. And that is not a lie in any way. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, at least you'll land among the stars. <laughs> Frankie's doing sparkle fingers in the background. Michelle looks decidedly unimpressed and says, well, if you guys would just stop messing around and enjoy prom like normal people, I'd really appreciate it. I really want tonight to go perfectly. We were enjoying prom just fine we weren't doing anything at all why why are you getting on our grill just we'll 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 go away we'll go away it's okay michelle we'll give you some space and uh i think abby's gonna try and pull everyone else away to another area in the gym it takes frankie a few minutes to realize (laughs) that there was a pun excellent greg is stricken silent at uh, just everyone has to be said. Greg is stricken silent at the, um, just enjoy prom like normal people. And he just quietly says, well, well, gang, I, uh, guess we did it. Hooray. It's okay, Greg. We can, we can do our normal and that it's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Our normal's better anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and he starts flipping did you hear through Michelle say- uh, the book again. Are are you sure we never fought uh, like a prom mon- monster before or anything like that? Because I don't I don't have a whole lot of notes on this. Well, we didn't go to prom last year because we said it would be silly. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And we wanted to do it this year because it was the last big thing. What were you saying, Abby? Um. Well, did you hear Michelle say that she painted all of the constellations herself? I heard that, and it was suspicious to me. Yeah, I feel kind of bad about about the Derek thing. Well, no, Gre- he'll just make it better. He's Gre- he's good Gre- at that. But but she she painted the bad ones too. Then that's yeah, bad. That's really that's bad. the the kicker. Yeah. So how did how did she know how to paint those? Oh. Yeah, it's a mystery. My ears pick up real hard at it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. Well, no, but my, my, Michelle, I mean, the head of the president, a lot of uh, a lot of responsibility that she could do. But there's no way Michelle would be the one to do that. No, 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 no. She's too. She's too nice. Now, is there anyone close to her? Anyone who could have been suspect? Maybe demonic forces, or you know, just. I don't think so. Can I use another of my hold? Absolutely. Yeah, which question do you want to ask? What here is the biggest threat? Okay, so as you guys are standing here, you sort of, of um, as the two of them are talking about this being a mystery, 
Um, you sort of glance back over your shoulder and you see that Michelle is standing where she was with her arms crossed over her chest and like sort of like a like her lips pursed disapprovingly as she watches you all walk away. Um, and then you see her, you see Addie Addison from the front door come up to her and sort of like whisper something in her ear. And then Michelle seems to sort of like snap out of looking at y'all and say something back. And then she moves over towards the stage at the front of this room. Um, and she sort of taps on a microphone, like, uh, I don't know if tapping on my microphone, you know, you know the, like, screechy, like, person testing a microphone noise? <laughs> you get that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she goes, uh, Michelle goes, excuse me, everyone, I uh, just wanted to let you all know that there's only 15 minutes left to get in your votes for prom king and prom queen. There's a box on the punch table, so make sure that you vote. Um, and then she steps off the stage, putting the microphone back, um, and and goes back over to Addie, who is holding a book, um, a very large book that um, you've probably seen books that look like this before. This looks like some kind of spell book or something. And I think uh, the biggest threat here is that Addie and Michelle and potentially also Brinley, the prom committee, are planning something. And you think it has something to do with prom king and prom queen being announced. Okay, so 15 minutes to vote. Do I know who's in the running for Prom King Queen? Do I know the people who are doing it? Yes, uh, you do. Um, I think more specifically, you know the front runners for Prom King and Prom Queen. This is one of those schools where, yeah, there are a couple of people who are nominated, um, and there are always write-ins. People always write in their friends, even though they don't stand a chance of winning. Um, but it's also one of those schools where it's pretty clear who Prom King and Queen are going to be. The likely winner for Prom King is the captain of the soccer team. His name is Oliver Good. <laughs> and then the likely um, potential prom queen is the captain of the debate team. Uh, her name is Patience Owens. All right, let me just write that down. Oliver and Patience. Uh, Abby asks both Greg and Frankie if they want to win prom king and queen. Frankie does not. <laughs> That's not Frankie. It's something Frankie is interested in. Uh, Greg is actually going to... That was a mistake uh, on Abby's part. <laughs> uh, because Greg actually was the former frontrunner. But early on, he went in and went on this big speech about how great Oliver Good was and how he deserved it. <laughs> so he's just going to start... Oh, yeah, Oliver Good, really great guy. No, he just works really hard at soccer. He kicks that ball real well. And I heard he got some really good scholarships, too. And then Patience, she can just, you know, she can change my mind anytime I talk to her. No, they're just really <laughs> great. I just really like them. They're fantastic people. Uh, I'm actually going to vote for, oh, I should go vote for them. You know, maybe this prom thing isn't so bad after all. Oh, buddy. Poor guy. Out of character, would, Gre would Gre Greg would be very happy if they won? Greg would Greg would love it. No, Greg it, that was Greg was the front one runner until he just conceded and said everyone vote for Oliver Good cuz he's such a good guy. <laughs> Greg's very okay. easy to please. Abby's going to stand by the table for a couple of minutes and just roll manipulate someone on anyone who's not voting for <laughs> Oliver Good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um I'm going to do it telepathically and just like staring over people's shoulders. <laughs> Putting into their minds that they need to vote for Oliver Good because he's such a good guy. Great. I just love that Michelle, Addie, and Brinley are like using Satan to rig it while we're just using good old fashioned telepathy. It's a lot more straightforward. <laughs> um, all right, so go ahead and roll manipulate someone. My charm is minus one, so I just feel like everyone's necks get really prickly as I stand behind <laughs> them. <in the> <laughs> They're like, oh, why are you standing there? 
Gosh dang oh, it. Three. <laughs> How many people do I convince to vote against Oliver Good? Most of them. <laughs> I just imagine it's like uh the the original motto is Oliver Good is good, and now everyone just thinks Oliver Good is bad. <laughs> oh, Oliver Good? More like Oliver Bad. <laughs> someone says that as they're walking they're like writing and like oliver good more like oliver bad i'm voting for greg you you got it you you, you got it high school kid i'm proud of you <laughs> you're making a change in the world got him on a failed roll i get to make a move as hard as i want so at this point while you're standing over here i think uh derek finds his way over to the to the three of you and he is holding uh, his, his spray paint can, uh, and he says, Hey, so uh, I got two of them, but I ran out of spray paint. Uh, if you guys can find more spray paint, I can finish, but for now, and he sort of like gestures over, and he's like, black spray painted over these glow-in-the-dark runes. Um, he's clearly used a lot of paint. Uh, <laughs> he, I think he's just started spray painting like very detailed aliens over top of them. Because he was like, eh, space theme, yeah, might as well. And like you said, he's going to art school, so, you know, he's a pretty good artist. <laughs> um, I love that his vandalism is, well, no, we can't mess up the theme. We gotta keep the theme going. <laughs> Look, he's very into the theme. He's, his tie has constellations on it, probably, Bless or something. Him. I love him. Oh, man. Frankie has a crush on him. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, like, Frankie, he tosses you the empty spray paint can and is like, I can do more if you can get me more supplies, but uh, I'm all out for now. So, uh, what kind? <laughs> what kind do you need? None of that, like, cheap stuff. It has to be, like, good quality stuff that will absolutely cover it up. Uh, where where would that sort of thing be? I, 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 I don't really do art stuff. You know, I hear they, uh, I hear they keep the really good stuff locked up in that cabinet. You know the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. Wait, that's true. Brittany, do you think you could help us get in? And Greg is just going to spin around and look at his other con uh, contact, one of the stage magicians. Yes. <laughs> um, Named Brittany. Brittany. Tell me about Brittany. So Brittany is a, so Brittany's a stage magician. Um, uh, and you want her to help you get some more spray paint, yeah? Yeah, get some more spray paint. That's what the uh, the stage magicians are what the musical tech crew call themselves. Uh, tech crew just wasn't just wasn't cool enough. Yeah. Um, For sure. So they're the ones who make the magic happen. So they're the stage magicians. Also, <laughs> they all really like magic. But oh, that's no. a separate hobby. <laughs> Incidentally, coincidentally, they all really <laughs> like magic. Yes. Um, she's, uh, you, you pulled her away from her date, who's like a, a really pretty girl who doesn't go to this school. This is her, her from another, from the rival high school girlfriend that she's brought to prom. <laughs> and you pulled her away from this date you pulled her attention away and she like <sighs> i mean i guess i look if you give me like 20 bucks i'll go get you some spray paint okay we can do that we can definitely do that yeah of course do any of us have 20 dollars do i have yeah no, well that's my next question do i have 20 dollars up to you um I think Abby does, and Abby will just, like, hand it over from the secret <laughs> corset pocket. Great. I like that. Also, as Brittany, as Brittany, I'm sure, very upset, 
you know, <laughs> leaves and, and her girlfriend glares at us. Oh, yes. Oh, I just yeah, want we... to, like, happily wave to her and say, hi, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, sighs and waves back and says, hi, Greg. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Reluctantly likes me. Yeah. That's Greg's life. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, it's all the way on the other side of the school, so I'll be back. Uh, and she heads out. Um, there's, like, a side door. Um, you can see at the top of the map here that heads out into, like, the rest of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she heads out that way to go find you guys some spray paint. Nice. Uh, Christine, I think Abby has, like, a giant obnoxious steampunk watch, and she's gonna, like, watch it to see <laughs> if Brittany takes too long and we should be concerned. <laughs> so if it gets to the point where, like, she doesn't come back and we have to go after her. Excellent call. <laughs> Um, I think knowing the geography of this school, you can expect it'll take her about 10 minutes to get over there, unlock the cabinet, grab spray paint, and then come back. Okay, so that gives us five, that minutes. Gives us five minutes, right? Because it's 15 minutes till the votes come in? Yeah. Uh, it was 15 minutes before you started trying to manipulate people into... It's more like 12 minutes now. Oh no, we have two minutes left. Okay. Well, Derek's a fast painter. <laughs> <laughs> we could also like knock over the table and spill the votes yeah we could make a mess you certainly could do we that we could start a riot <laughs> that's too far i can't believe abby is the one saying that is too far <laughs> come on guys we riot. can't do that to oliver good yeah. he's just he's so great I, <laughs> well i guess it could be like it could be it could be a solid backup plan right like, if everything goes wrong, that's our backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. I mean, I guess it makes sense for everybody else not to do it. I mean, I'm not going to college, so... You're not? No, I'm not. You know, money is, oh. like, hard and stuff, so... Greg realized he never asked his friends about their plans after high school. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he never wanted to know. Oh, no. <laughs> Greg! Greg, my buddy, my guy. We can't be <laughs> sad. This is the happiest night of our high school career, guys. Abby says with a totally straight face. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope it's not the happiest Are you? Day. Is it? <laughs> she says, in character. <laughs> at at that, uh, it's the happiest night of our lives, Greg's going to turn over to uh, to Frankie and say, I, I don't, is she, do you think it's a mind control thing? Uh, I don't think it's, like, a mind control thing, because everyone seems to still have, like, their faculties together. I think it's more of, like, a spell that's being cast. Uh, I saw that there was, like, a spell book. One of the uh, student council people had a spell book. Like, it's a spell book that I recognize. I don't think it's mind control, like, it's a spell. Yeah. Cool. No. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Nice. Yes. All right. Y'all about ten minutes until... Theoretically, until Brittany gets back, unless something happens. And you've got 12 minutes until prom king and queen are announced. Oof. Um, are you going to do anything during that 10 minutes to prepare, to get ready, to stall, to delay, to try to, you know, make up for lost time? What are we going to do during these 10 minutes? Uh, I have a spooky move that I think would be useful. Uh, Jinx. Excellent. Tell you me. You can encourage coincidences to occur. Um, so I think I'm going to. Can can I assume that um, Michelle's going to be announcing prom king and queen? Yes, I think that's a safe assumption. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm. She's going to be the target. 
Okay. And we're going to see what I can roll. All right. When you jinx a target, roll plus weird. That's a nine. On a seven and nine, hold one. Spend your hold two. Some of these are on hunters. Interfere with a hunter, giving them minus one forward. Help a hunter, giving them plus one forward by interfering with their enemy. Interfere with what a monster, minion, or bystander is trying to do. Inflict one harm on the target due to an accident. The target finds something you left for them, or the target loses something that you will soon find. I have a quick question. Yes. Because I, with the read a bad situation move, uh, acting on gets a plus one forward. Yes. Does she get the plus one forward too, or is it just me? Uh, so you get a plus one. Only you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Darn How it. dare you attempt teamwork? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Yeah, it's okay. Um, uh, I'm stuck between two options. So either interfering with what a bystander is trying to do, or the target loses something that we will soon find. What do you all think? I like losing something. Give us a MacGuffin to fight over. Yeah, do it. Give us something to find. Okay, I think uh, as Michelle is, like, walking back and forth and talking to people, um, Abby just, like, turns to her and um, just sort of, like, rubs her temple and, like, looks real creepy and mutters stuff. And that's not how this works at all. She's just being creepy. (laughs) And she just, like projects some uh you're going to drop something you're gonna lose something her way great (laughs) all right so she is going to lose something that you will soon find anyone else doing any like preparation type stuff here yes greg is sitting on a chair next to the dance floor or like head just kind of down by his legs preparing for the future oh no uh, I, I think after the awkward conversation, and I can get pulled in whenever, um, but I just imagine he's just sitting there, like, thinking to himself, like, I told myself all mysteries must be demystified, but I never wondered about the mystery of what my best friends are up to after this. <laughs> oh, no. Greg. What kind of gumshoe am I? Oh, buddy. And I like to believe one of my contacts, an academic who's a philosophy student, is just sitting there not being very helpful <laughs> and just making things worse. If we wanted to break it down to its base component <laughs> of what a mystery actually is, we have to really think about what a mystery is. And to do that, we're going to deep, delve deep down into what the root of the word is, which is the Greek term mysterio. And <laughs> Mysterio is also a word that means to confuse, but it's also it's also a villain in Spider-Man. Thanks, Marianne. Yeah, and it really comes down to like what you are as a person, and that's a whole other conversation <laughs> that we don't even have time to get into. But I can certainly try. And I'm just going to pop over to what Frankie's doing. Great. Excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frankie is going to her locker and she's like, she's going to go get her sword. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah, she's going to run to her locker and she's going to get her sword and she's going to put it in the back of her dress. Um, alright. I don't think you need to roll to go get your sword. You can have it on hand. Okay. I mean, I think it takes some time, but because we have this ten minutes of, if you were trying to get it really quickly, it would probably be an act under pressure, mm. but you've got this ten minute span of time in which you can do it, so I think that's plenty of time to get to your locker, uh-huh. grab the sword, hide it, get back. I'm gonna do the Wonder Woman thing, and I'm gonna, like, put it oh, in excellent. the back of my dress. You just hear the he- heels and then the ka-clink, ka-clink, ka-clink <laughs> of the sword. 
I'm doing it like the Wonder Woman style where it's like in the back. All right. So it's about three minutes before you can expect Brittany to be back. It's about five minutes before prom king and queen are going to be announced. Uh, and Michelle is making her way from the stage towards the uh, voting booth and sort of like, as she's going, being like, just so you all know, last chance, get your prom votes in now. You know, we're going to start, we're going to take the box and go count. And she like walks over and she waits for the last couple of people to put their votes in this box. Um, have you all voted, the three of you? I think Frankie has not voted because she thinks that it contributes to a caste system of patriarchal values and all that nonsense. Great. Uh, Greg meant to, but then he forgot. And Patience actually reminded him. Um, but he's just, he's, 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 he's too caught up in his own thoughts to vote. Which is rare for Greg, because he normally never thinks. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Abby? Abby believes that voting is important, and so Abby did vote, and she definitely, like, crossed out, like, prom king and prom queen, and just wrote in, like, prom rulers, Excellent. and she did a write-in <laughs> vote for queen, uh, and did vote for Greg, because Greg deserves to win something. Yeah. The <laughs> oh, Greg. The Duke of Prom, Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, she heads over and she grabs that she like lets the last couple of people put their votes in, and then she takes this shoebox. And as she's walking towards this side door, um, where she's clearly going with her her entourage with Brindley and Addie to go count these votes, you notice that something uh falls out. It looks like it was like tucked up in her skirt. Um, it's a book. It's that book that you saw her and Addie looking at earlier. It's a sort of like like a pocket Bible sized leather bound book. Um, and it's got some like arcane or like maybe Wiccan looking or some some kind of weird runes on the cover. Okay. Yeah, Abby's going to go yoink that pretty quickly. Excellent. <laughs> Good. And um are most people dancing on the floor at this point? I'd say it's about sixty percent dancing on the floor, forty percent hanging out at tables with their friends and like having some snacks. Okay, I'm going to pull uh, Frankie and Greg to the dance floor, but a less populated area, so we sure. can, like, stand in a weird circle and dance together while we all look at the book. Excellent. You know, I'm just really sorry that I never asked about what was going on. I guess I was just kind of scared about our futures. Uh, Abby, what are you going to do after this? You you got to be, are you going to go to school for, like, spooks or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, uh, that, that spooky eyeliner and makeup you do all the time, it's really cool. I mean, I think you could be really good in, uh, I think they're called boutiques. I'm not sure what the terminology is. <laughs> I, well, I we should read this book first. Um, the future is a, a, a mystery, and I always kind of thought that was your, your thing to figure out, Greg. <laughs> yeah, there are more important things going on. And no, then you're Abby, right. like, flips through the book really quickly. All right. So flipping through this book for information is going to be an investigate a mystery roll. Um, so go ahead and roll plus sharp. That's an 11, which is great. Yay! Um, so for investigate a mystery on a 10 plus, you hold two and you can spend them to ask me uh, these questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? 
I think what was it going to do is an appropriate question. Yeah, absolutely. So you you flip open, um, the book actually kind of falls open in your hand as if to a page that has been flipped to, like, opened to many times. Um, and there is uh, sort of a list of instructions there for a ritual, a uh, summoning ritual. It lists having these, these five specific sigils painted in a specific pattern. Um, it lists, um, it lists um, a blood sacrifice, and it lists some sort of act of, of unison that needs to take place. And that all of these things, if done in the right order, with the right intention, will summon something called the unfathomable. Ooh, that does not sound good. <laughs> Guys, we cannot let them play Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to use your second question? Uh, I, I'm going to hold on to it for, for a little bit, I think. Okay. Um, and it's at that moment that Brittany rushes back in with, with three cans of spray paint sort of clutched in her arms. Uh, she's out of breath. She's clearly been running and, uh, and sort of like catches your eye and sort of like shuffles these cans around so she can wave you down, Greg. And Michelle and her entourage re-enter the room with a piece of paper with some writing on it in hand, and the box of prom votes nowhere to be seen. I'm gonna, can I say something quick? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna grab the three cans, turn around, and I'm gonna say, hmm, well that's quite a mystery. If it has to be done in that order, I don't know that painting over everything will solve it, but, and he, uh, he grabs the three cans and he just hands them out to the three of us. But then again, there are three of us and there are three sigils. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, gang, I think maybe it's time that we split up and we cover up some clues. Yeah. So Michelle is walking towards the stage. She's got an envelope and behind her are Brinley and Addie, who each have like a little velvet cushion with a prom king or queen crown on it. Um, and Bridget has just rushed over and handed each of the three of you a can of spray paint. Um, you said that you wanted to each take one split up, and paint over the three remaining sigils, yes? Yes, that's the plan. Yeah, basically all we got time to do. Yeah. Uh, I think we, I, oh, I, yeah. I do want to ask Brittany if she thought to bring any paint thinner. Probably not. Let's do a fortune roll. Let's just roll a, roll a straight 2d6 and see how it comes up. An 11. She totally <gasps> brought paint thinner. Yay! I'm going to grab that too. I'm concerned about covering them not being enough. I'm glad she brought it. I mean, they, they don't call them magicians for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, hands them to you and then heads back over to, to Robin to her girlfriend. And I think what I'm going to have you do is each roll an act under pressure. Oh, no. Uh, to try to paint over your respective sigils. All right. And that's a cool. I also, I want to place you guys on the map here um, just so that we sort of know roughly where each of these are. So the three that are purple... Which two of these are by the front doors, the front door to the gym. The two that have already been painted are on either wall, like long ways. And then the one is uh, sort of close to the stage on the, on the floor, on the dance floor. Some of the, the dance floor has also been painted with constellations. Um, those three are available. So before we roll, who is going to uh, take which one? I don't want to take the one on the dance floor. I'm worried about the the paint remover damaging the floor. Good call. Fair. So you'll take one by the door? I'll take the one on the dance floor. Yeah, I feel like I should take this one right here, because that's going to be the closest proximity to the teachers. Excellent. 
Um, and you are the teachers tend perfect. to like you. So teachers tend to like me, and you know I know I know the big man. Yes. Or big you've woman got, or big you've got person. Connections I don't know. with the principal. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Frankie, you rolled bad. I rolled poorly. Uh, you rolled a three. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Very cool. It was bad. Uh, let's go ahead and get these other two rolls before I narrate what happened. Uh, Abby's got a nine, which is a mixed success, and Greg has also got a nine, which is also a mixed success. So you get two mixed Oof. successes and an outright failure. Somehow I don't think we're going to stop this summoning. No, it's bad. So for the seven and nines, the uh, mixed success is I give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So Abby, what what was your plan with the paint thinner? Uh, I was just going to just splash it on the paint and see if I could just like rub it so it's just like a weird goopy mess and not actual lines anymore. So you, you try to do that. Um, and what's weird is that the more paint thinner you kind of splash on here and try to rub in... The, the more it becomes apparent that the glow-in-the-dark paint is maybe not paint, um, because you splash this paint thinner over on it, and the glow seems to be coming through the paint thinner, as if what this is is just, like, glowing light painted onto the wall somehow. It seems like in the time that's elapsed um, since first looking at these, this glow-in-the-dark paint has sort of, like, become a part of the wall in a in a weird way that makes it makes the paint thinner not function, not rub it out, um, not turn it into a goopy, unreadable mess. And you notice that with enough time that you can now go ahead and paint over it, but it's gonna, it takes a while. Um, so you're not gonna be able to completely obscure it in time. That, that's fair. Can I turn it into one of those S's, you know, where you draw the three lines? Oh, 100%. You turn it into one of those S's. <laughs> Thank you. Greg, you are over by the teacher's. And yeah. what happens is, uh, is, so Mr. Merriweather, who's chaperoning over here, sees you with the spray paint, and he comes over and he he uh, he sees that he like points at the he actually takes the spray paint can from you, and he says, uh, "Greg, you know I I've always liked you. You're a good student. You seem like a great. I just I really expected better of you, Greg. Oof. I mean, vandalism on school property. At pro- shouldn't you be having fun with your friends instead of you know getting into trouble?" Is it that Derek? He's had a bad influence on you? Uh, and he's just sort of like talking your ear off about how disappointed he is that such an upstanding young man as yourself would stoop to something like this. Oof. Greg's just gonna look at him with a big doofy smile and say, What are you talking about, sir? Well, you're spray painting the wall over these lovely decorations. Well, yes, mystery club work, sir. <laughs> mystery club? Well, yeah, of course, the mystery club. I had submitted all the paperwork with, uh, I'm going to say this was a retroactive favor that I did with the, uh, principal. Um, I had submitted all the paperwork with Principal Henderson. Do you remember that, sir? Go ahead and roll me and manipulate someone. <laughs> okay, also. Yes. Have I adhered to the code? I'm actually going to knock in myself my benefit because I don't think I've hit. I don't feel like I've adhered to my code. I feel like I violated it. Mm, um, all right. So I'm not, because I didn't care about the mystery of what my friends were up to. So I'm not going to get that benefit. So I'll just do regular. I'll just get my plus three bonus. <laughs> your, your regular plus three <laughs> bonus. That's oh, an thank 11. goodness. Uh, I was terrified. So he, uh, he sighs and says, that's right. I forgot all about mystery club. Um, and he kind of, he looks skeptical, like he's not sure what this has to do with Mystery Club, but he also doesn't know enough about Mystery Club to stop you. And he says, well, <laughs> keep it, 
strictly club business. And he kind of nods and he, he meanders back over to the punch table where where someone else is trying to do something dastardly to the punch, probably. <laughs> um, and And similar to Abby, this has taken some time. You'll still be able to start spray painting over this thing, but you don't have time to completely obscure it. Frankie, Derek is going to help you. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is going to help you, and he's, uh, you guys make it over to the dance floor where this constellation is, um, and he kind of, like, like, elbows a few people out of the way so y'all can get a good look at it, and he's like, now the trick, now the trick with spray paint is that you have to, you have to feel like the can is an extension of your arm. If you feel like you're holding a can, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get it right, mm-hmm. you know? If it's a part of you, then mm-hmm. then it'll move the way you want it. And he starts, like, going on and on <laughs> about this. And he is, like, he does a couple of, like, test strokes, like, away from where the sigil is to, like, show you the proper, like, motion and the right way yeah. uh, to use the paint, the uh, spray paint can. And he won't give it to you. Oh, no. <laughs> She's just like, Derek, Derek, can I, can I? She's, like, reaching for it, like, Derek, can I please? please? You, sh- you have to make sure... You have to, you don't, you don't want your first time to be bad, right? You don't want your first spray paint experience to be bad. You have to know what you're doing. Uh-huh. Just watch, watch me, watch me. And uh-huh. he like starts to like spray paint. He's like loving this. He gets to spray paint on this, the dance floor of the school gym <laughs> slash multi-purpose room. He's like doing his tag. He's like writing his name and you know, he's having a great time. And while he's doing this, Michelle Fan makes her way up onto the stage with Addie Addison and Brinley Stone Williams behind her holding prom king and queen crowns. And Michelle taps the microphone and she says, attention, can I have everyone's attention, please? It's time for us to announce our prom king and prom queen. Now, it was a very, very close race, but we're incredibly excited. If you could come up onto the stage when I call your name, we have some crowns for you and some flowers. Uh, prom queen this year goes to, and she pauses, and she goes, drum roll, please. And a couple people on the dance floor, like, put their hands, like, do a quick drum roll. Uh, and she says, Patience Owens. And Patience, like, is on the dance floor and, like, oh, like, puts her hands on her face. She's excited. She, like, waves her hands in excitement. She rushes up onto the stage. They give her a crown. Uh, and Michelle leans forward to the microphone again and says, And this year's prom king, who won by just one vote. Uh, Greg, what's your last name? Um, yeah, let's just hang our inspiration on our sleeve. I'm Greg Jones. Greg Jones. Come on up, Greg. <gasps> what do you do? Uh, 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 I think he's just gonna kind of awkwardly hold onto the can and set it down. And the thing is, Greg is very easily peer pressured, so he just sees everyone really happy. Everyone's looking at you. They're all waiting for you to come up and accept this crown. He was told to go and do normal prom things earlier, and that's what the future demands, right? So maybe he should try giving it a shot. And he's gonna... He's slowly and tentatively walking up the, to the stage, just awkwardly, like, smiling and waving his hand. This is deeply uncomfortable. As you pass people, they're, like, clapping for you, and they're, like, patting you on the back. They're like, congratulations, Greg, you deserve it. Oh, Greg, this is the great- I voted for you, man! They're so excited, and you make your way up onto this stage and over towards the microphone. And Addie Addison hands you a crown. 
And then a trap door collapses beneath your feet. What do you do? Well, I haven't defied gravity. So I'm assuming I fall. <laughs> do you try to grab onto the edge as you fall or? Um, I want to say that Greg is so shocked and confused and upset and just feeling real weird right now. Yeah. He does not respond in time. He does not register what's happening in time. I want to fall down the trap door. <laughs> All right. You tumble down. And it is farther than it should be. This stage is like a foot and a half off the ground, and you feel like you are tumbling for 30, 40 seconds. And when you land, it isn't on the ground. Everything is dark. Everything is very dark. And you can just barely make out that Patience has also fallen through this trapdoor with you. And you look down, and the thing that you have landed on, that you are now lying on your back on top of, is this... this strange hard surface it's white it's got weird like cracks in it like it's not a smooth texture and then it begins to move upwards the way you just came as this massive skeletal hand rises from the abyss below you and bursts through the trapdoor in the stage uh. abby and frankie you see a giant skeletal hand erupt from where your friend and patients just disappeared and then following that hand, you see this enormous skeletal form emerge. It has this giant antlered head and these glowing eyes and these clawed hands, only one of which is visible right now. And the sigils that you've been trying to paint over, anywhere they're not painted over with this black spray paint, there is bright light shining through as if it's just going directly into this figure. And this is the unfathomable. Its movements are sort of slow and jerky, like it's a, like it's a very slow kind of stop-motion movement. And in between its ivory bones that make up this massive skeleton, there's this swirling cosmos of void and stars that's holding it together. And it is now in the middle of your prom. What do you do? So where am I in relation to Giant Skeleton Man? It is holding you in its hand. Up somewhere around its head. Cool, that feels about that feels right. I'll let I'll let everyone else take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> can I use my final investigate a mystery? Yes, hold, you or can. did that expire? Oh, you can use it. What do you want to ask? What can hurt it? Yep. In the book uh, you couldn't, you didn't quite realize what it was saying when you read it on the dance floor a few minutes ago, because you were kind of focused on the summoning ritual bit, and you didn't know what the unfathomable was. But on the same page, there is also a banishment ritual. Um, the banishment ritual is, to some extent, the exact opposite of the summoning ritual. You need the same five sigils painted in these places, but mirrored. And you need three or more people, the more you have, the faster it will work. And those three or more people need to be doing something in perfect unison. If you can do those three things before this thing leaves this room, you can banish it back to where it came from. The unspoken first step is getting Greg out of there, because I don't know if he'd go back as it gets banished or not. <laughs> good call. Good call. That's a good idea. But that might just be me wanting to live. 
<laughs> I'm still thinking about what to do right now. Um, we should definitely work on getting Greg out of there first. I feel like um, helping our friend is probably the most reasonable thing to do right now. I am going to jinx Greg. Okay. Sure. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Like, here, like how this is going. Go. So roll plus weird. Oh, I forgot that you can help people by jinxing them. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, that's a nine. Hold one. So I'm going to uh, give Greg plus one forward by interfering with their enemy, which I assume is just me running towards the stage, yelling creepy things and trying to get its attention. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And it works. You have its full attention. Uh, It is starting to its second hand, the one that's not actually, I think, yeah, it's second hand, the one that's not holding Greg and patience starts to emerge from beneath the stage and reach towards you. Um, And Greg, you will have a plus one forward on whatever you decide to do next. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. Uh, So Greg is quickly checking in. The first thing he's going to do is he wants to make sure that good old Patience Owen, she's just so nice. He wants to make sure she's she's doing okay. Great. Um, Just a good old, oh, you're all right. Is everything okay? Uh, how is she responding right now? She's, like, in shock. Uh, her, like, all the blood has drained from her face. She is, like, stock still. You, like, look at her and she kind of, like, looks at you wide-eyed and she goes, Oh, um, what's happening? Oh, it's just Mystery Club stuff. Uh, and... Okay. How tightly are we being held? Pretty loosely. Its hand is more like a platform than it is gripping you. Okay, uh, my next move is... Because the issue is of getting away from it is the fact that we're pretty high off the ground, right? Uh, I would say more than six feet, less than ten. Okay, so I, I want to cu- cushion my fall a little bit. Also, I just want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I need something impromptu to swing off of it. Okay. I want to take out my ascot. Excellent. Oh, and use it to swing with patience down to safety. Let's, uh, I'll call that an act under pressure. Alright, act under pressure, and that is cool. cool. And I'm gonna use my plus one. Yes, you this. are. Hell yes! Nice. That's oh a 12! my, yeah. That's Perfect. a 12! Good. You use your ascot to swing right off this thing's hand. You get you and patience to safety. You kind of have to, like, roll a little bit when you hit the stage to avoid the impact, and it, like, looks super cool and everything. <laughs> uh, and you are safely on the ground, um, I would say, about ten feet from this thing on the side of the stage. Uh, pretty close to where Michelle is now, and she's still got the microphone, and she's saying, What, what, are, you do- what are you doing? You're going to ruin everything! Stop it! And actually, can I? am I able to do something extra since I rolled a 12 plus? Uh, depends on what the something extra is. I want this thing to slowly swing after me, like its hand. Okay. Because presumably it's not going to just like it away. And I don't want to like hurt her or have it caught or anything. I kind of want to knock over Michelle. (laughs) (gasps) Yes. Uh, I like that image enough that yes, I think that will happen. It like goes to reach after you after you jump and your ascot is still like hooked around its finger basically. And you just, like, as you remove your ascot from its hand, it, like, jerks its hand enough that it hits Michelle, and she, like, falls to the ground, drops the microphone, terrible, like, static feedback noise fills the whole room, 
Um, and she is just like flat on her ass, <laughs> fall into the ground. Didn't help us, but it embarrassed Michelle. <laughs> uh, Frankie, what are you doing while all this is happening? I'm going to grab the mic and tell everybody to get to safety. All right, you've got it. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, wait, hold oh. on. That's an act under pressure. Dang it. I wasn't thinking. No. <laughs> it's pretty close to the monster. That's an act under pressure. No. Okay, I will act under pressure. Plus cool. Plus cool. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. Four. Frankie, no. Oh, no. Frankie. No. Uh, you, you lunge for the microphone. Can I use hunches to try and beat somewhere where I'm not and beat there to help? Um, yes. Maybe just to get in front of and impose myself in front of Frankie? Yes. So roll A plus sharp. Real quick, I have a question. Yeah. Yes. Can I use luck? You could use luck. On this? Okay. Mm. Oh, we do have luck. Mm-hmm. So that gets it to a 12 plus. So I think if it fails, I'm going to use luck on this one. You're going to use luck? Yeah. All right. Mark luck to change a roll to a 12. Yes. Um. So I think what happens here, Frankie, mm-hmm. is that you lunge for it. You lunge for the microphone and you um, you, you trip. You fall. Um, there, there's like a lip at the edge of the dance floor in between where that ends and the stage begins Mm -hmm. and you fall. But Derek, who has seen what you were trying to do, grabs the microphone and hands it to you and helps you up. Aw, Derek. Okay, uh, I will take the microphone and I'm gonna be like, everybody get out! It's not safe! Get away from it! (laughs) There are screams of panic. (laughs) As... Frankie yells that Abby's like, no, no, we have to stay here. Please stay here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we need them. Um, I forgot. Screams, chaos, pandemonium. Oh, no. Um, God, how to resolve this? Um, someone's got to have to roll manipulate someone. Okay. Uh, would it be me? Uh, I, I don't know. Because I feel like it's true. It's a lot. It's a lot easier sell to say run away from yeah, the skeleton. Yeah, I think they would just run. Say- <laughs> I think. I think you need to. I think Abby needs to manipulate them to get them to stay. Okay, Abby, roll plus charm. Give me a manipulate someone. That's an eight. Man. On an eight, uh, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. You have to give them a, a reason to stay and show them that you mean it. <sighs> What do you do? What does Abby do? Uh, Abby uh, keeps running towards the monster and says, the only way we can save senior prom is if we all work together. (laughs) And starts doing the high school musical dance. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Incredible. Sure, enough people stay. Some people I think still will leave, um, but you've at least confused some people into staying. <laughs> so we've got you dancing. You're also <laughs> the only one at this point, I think, who knows how to banish it, which also involves repainting the runes, the sigils, but mirrored. Right. Um, After like four or five seconds where no one joins in, uh, Abby is going to shuffle over to Frankie and show her the book to explain what, what we need to do. Because Frankie has the mic. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Derek is right there, too, and he's going to he's gonna continue. He's going to help out with this. 
Yay. And actually, you're all pretty close um, because Patience and uh, and Greg are like right here on the edge of the stage. And then the other two, Derek and, and uh, Frankie, are like right here. Okay. So the group of you can all be together as Abby hands over this book with the explanation of the banishment ritual. Okay. What do you do? Um. So it has to be painted, right? Yeah, it has to be painted. So, uh... Okay. Um, Derek says, we still have three cans of spray paint. So we could technically paint over the ones that we, you know, the ones that we wrecked. So, um... Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um... Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Uh, because we didn't get them all. And, uh... Man, so if we get them all and then we get the rest of the people who are still here to work together, then maybe we can banish it? So we have to mirror the 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 sigils and uh, some of them are completely covered up. Can Frankie, can you just send a mass text out of the picture so we know what they look like? Yeah, I can definitely do that, I think. Yeah, I can do that. Um... Where are Brittany and uh, Robin? Brittany and Robin are probably on the edge of the dance floor. They're fairly close. They, they're within shouting distance. Okay, so I know that Brittany is a stage magician, right? Yes. So Brittany knows how to paint. Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab the paint cans and I'm going to grab one of the phones. Actually, no, I'm going to take a picture of it because I have a little Polaroid camera. I'm going to take a picture of uh, one of the sigils off of the phone like I was doing earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to run off with uh, Derek to uh, Robin and Brittany. And I'm just going to yell at the other ones, All right, we can get the paintings taken care of. Please keep that thing occupied. And I want to run over and I'm going to explain the situation to uh, Brittany, Robin, and Derek and try to get their help. Okay. And... Because I know I'm going to have to manipulate, I I want to have a rousing speech (laughs) where I just say, like, you know, I really believe in you. Uh, Brittany, you make, you you know, that Bye Bye Birdie production. That was the best production that we've ever had. And I just, you really can make magic. And this time, I think we can make it literal magic. Robin, (laughs) you come from another school. And although we're rivals, I like to think of us as close friends. And I just really appreciate how much you understand Brittany uh, helping out with Mystery Club. And Derek, I just slam on the shoulder. Derek, you're my best friend, man. And I just really, really believe in you. And then I want to give them the paint cans and have them do the reverse sigils <laughs> while we're keeping the monster busy. All right. That's going to be a manipulate someone. Sounds good. Give me HR. Honestly, I just, I just wanted to give them the speech. I love it. Perfect. I love Greg. That's a nine. Um, I think that speech is reason. I think uh, the condition is, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. I think that's reason enough. You're rousing speech. Yes. So they will take these pictures and they will get to work painting the reverse sigils. While the rest of you keep the unfathomable busy. Uh, now I need each of you to roll something for me. The um, Seeing this, the unfathomable sort of like rears back a little and it opens its massive jaw and it just lets out this deafening roar. And I need all three of you to roll plus tough. Oof. Oh, that's not too bad, actually. That's a mixed success. That's not too bad. A seven for Greg, a six for Frankie, no, for Abby, and... Yep, that's me. 
And an eight for Frankie. Yeah. So here's how this works. Uh, custom move. When the unfathomable lets out its deafening roar, roll plus tough. On a 10 plus, you can push through the incomprehensible pain of its impossible power. On a 7 to 9, the GM chooses 1. On a 6 or below, the GM chooses 2. Either you are momentarily stunned and lose an important opportunity, the noise continues to echo in your ears, take minus 1 forward, or you lose your grip on something important. I think, Greg, it's going to be you. the noise continues to echo in your ears, take minus 1 forward. That seems reasonable. Uh, Frankie... You lose your grip on something important. You drop this book. Oh! Um, and it's sort of like lost in the stampede of feet. Great. And then, Abby, uh, you also take minus one forward, and you are momentarily stunned. So as everyone else starts to act, you'll sort of like skip around, as it were. Sounds about right. Um, and the Unfathomable is beginning to reach a handout into the crowd. And looks like it is going to try to grab somebody with its massive clawed hand. What do y'all do? I'm going to take out my sword and I'm going to try and do some combat magic on the Unfathomable to keep it from grabbing someone. Hell yes. Yes! Let's use some combat magic. Yeah. Uh, I will be using the Blast uh, and then I'm going to be using the Necromantic. Necromantic? Yeah. How romantic. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, you're going to be rolling kick some ass, but using weird instead of tough. Yeah. But before that, I want to talk about what your magic looks like. We haven't yeah. seen you do this magic yet. Yeah. So your magic requires incantations, gestures, and a foci. What is your focus? I feel like the you have, focus... Your sword is your focus? Yeah. This, yes. This yes. Um, Tell me what your sword looks like. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Wonder Woman, so I'm thinking that it just looks like the god killer. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, um... I mean, it can just be that. No one's yeah. gonna complain. Yeah, cool. So it's gonna be basically the god killer, and then, uh, it has, like, the runes on it, uh, the runes on it that go up sort of the flat of the blade, and then when I go to cast with it, they're gonna glow, like, this really sickly green, and <laughs> it'll, like, light up and do a little bit of lightning awesome. stuff, because I figure it's sort of like a knight enchanter thing from Dragon Age is how she does it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Great. So, uh, kick some ass. That's a nine. Yes! Which means on a uh, seven and nine for kick some ass. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other based on established dangers in the game. Yes. So your combat magic is blast to harm magic close obvious loud with the added effect necromantic add life drain. So it's gonna do two harm. Uh, what does it look like? Your your cool necromantic magic. Yeah. Um, I think that it is. Uh, like I said, it's a lot like Night Enchanter magic in Dragon Age. Um, but what happens is the the sickly green light uh, spreads from just like the runes and encompasses the whole uh, the whole blade itself, and it's gonna like crackle a little bit with like sickly green uh, lightning. And uh, then I'm gonna like do a swing, and the actual lightning is gonna like come up in an arc and then spread to look like just like a web of different. You know how like it when lightning goes in a huge burst it can like break off into several different things and it will like go directly to mimic my actions Ooh, yeah and as it like mimics my movements i like the idea of it um <laughs> if it like makes 
uh, like a lightning crack noise. <gasps> yeah, that's sick. So it does I like a lightning it. crack noise, and uh, as it follows my movement, as I do like a big like overhead swing, the lightning goes an even deeper, grosser green. Yes. All right. That's so cool. Um, it's also gonna do harm to you. It's gonna like. It's one claw is reaching out towards the audience. Its other one is basically going to, like, backhand you and knock you onto your back. Oh. Um, it would normally be doing two harm to you, but since you just used life drain for two harm, it's going to negate that. Okay. Um, so you aren't going to take any harm. Nice. Um, as you, like, you, like, start to get winded and then that, like, sickly looking, that, like, necromantic magic absorbs into you almost as you, like, get this life back from it nice you are however you've been knocked on your back you are like down on the ground yeah at this point I've been knocked prone <laughs> and it's still moving in this like weird jerky stop motion Ooh. kind of movement they're claymation so cool greg what are you gonna do so what i want to do is uh basically i'm gonna set something up and then just kind of hang out until the sigils are done okay uh because so unlike the other two, Greg cannot fight. I technically have a shotgun hidden somewhere. It's on my <laughs> character sheet, but I can't fight. But what I'm great at doing is solving mysteries. So I'm going to focus on the ritual that we can all share. Excellent. And I've thought about this and I've thought about, you know, maybe it is time for Greg to just dance like someone normal. Oh, no. And I checked the dates. High School Musical came out in 2006. Okay. Uh -huh. There is literally one dance that Greg can do. <laughs> and that came out in the year 2000. So Greg's <laughs> going to run over to the DJ and he's going to get the song queued up. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I just don't want to mention what it is until the sigils are ready and it's time for us to... Uh, do the shared event. Okay. okay. Abby, you you finally managed to like shake this deafening sound out of your ears. Um, and you see Greg having run over to the DJ. You see uh, Bridget and Robin and Derek hard at work on these sigils. They've like finished two of them and are about to finish a third. Um, and you see Frankie on her back on the ground near the Unfathomable's outstretched hand. The Unfathomable with its other hand grabs someone. Um... Micah, a, a student you know, um, grabs him in one clawed hand and starts to, like, lift him up towards its head. Uh, and its mouth is opening as if it's about to eat him. What do you do? I would like to use magic and do one thing that is beyond human limitations. Absolutely. What's that thing? And I'm just gonna run... And try and parkour jump up to, like, knock Micah out of his hand. Yes! Yes! yes. Roll plus weird. Uh, this is a minus one forward from the Unfathomable's deafening roar. It's a five. Uh, I I really want this to work. I really want to have a cool moment. Yeah. I'm going to use luck. luck. <laughs> All right. You parkour up this thing, you get to its hand, you pry its hands open and uh and, and get Micah safely out of its grip and manage to land back down on the ground safely, like three point hero stance. Micah is like shocked and scared, but fine. And I think at this point, uh your friends have four of the five sigils completed. One more one more good distraction should give them enough time to to finish this. 
Who's got something? I'll go. Um, I'll hit the thing again for with my with my uh, combat magic. I'll take another swing at the unfathomable. Sure. Cool. Just want to whack it with your sword again? Yeah. Seems like the best idea at this point in time. All right. Yeah. So that's a 12. Uh, on a 12, you and it do harm to each other, and you get to pick an extra effect, which is you gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, plus one harm. You suffer less harm, or you force them where you want them. Uh, okay. Um, I'll give Greg plus one forward on his next roll. Excellent. Yeah. This thing is thoroughly distracted. It does not even know that Greg is there. Cool. Um, with with his music all queued up. Nice. And uh, I think this time it's going to basically, like, try to, like, fly swat you and, like, smash its hand down on top of you on the ground, um, which is going to be, it would be three harm, but you get two back from your life drain, so it's one total harm. Okay. <laughs> cool. But it has you pinned under its hand. Um, so I actually have the enchanted armor. I'm not sure if that would work. I think it still counts. I think you can, this can be enchanted. Cool. Uh, yeah, you have a move enchanted clothing. Pick an article of everyday clothing. It's enchanted without any change in appearance. Take minus one harm from any source that tries to get at you through the garment. Mm -hmm. I think your prom dress can also be enchanted. Or my sandals was what I was thinking. Oh, your sandals can definitely be enchanted. And it, like, it gets your leg pinned under it, but you aren't taking any harm because your sandals are protecting you. Heck yeah. Love it. All right. And the fifth sigil, um, I think you see Derek from the back of the room. He's, like, jumping up and down, waving his arms, trying to get your attention. He's like, Frankie! Frankie, we did it! Frankie! We got the- And he, like, gives you a thumbs up. Uh, and Greg, I believe that's your cue. Yeah, can I roll my manipulate someone first, just so we can Absolutely. let things happen? All right, so I'm going to roll my manipulate someone quickly. Uh, I think I have to take a minus one because of hearing. Yeah. Uh, that's a nine. Right, that's a nine. Whoa. I'm spending my luck to make that a 12. All right, that's a 12. Tell me what happens. All right. Set the scene so for me. So the, the magic is shooting off, and people are screaming, and uh, the... Uh, the unfathomable is letting out its horrible, terrible shrieks and screams and uh, creaking and scraping of bones. And you just hear someone say, yeah, we finished. You know, you hear Derek say, uh, it's done. We're ready. And suddenly there's silence. And then just echoing through the entire hall, you hear. Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> Yes! So good! Oh, um, and everybody <laughs> claps their hands. Perfect. Because you got a 12 on your manipulate someone. Everybody left starts dancing. <laughs> everybody in this room is working in unison. This dark light starts glowing from these painted sigils, these mirrored sigils. And they sort of shoot out from the walls and the floor towards the unfathomable. And they, like, create this, like, like, these ribbons of black light sort of dome up over the unfathomable and create this, like, almost birdcage-looking thing. And then they start to constrict. And they start to, to pull on it and pull it down through this trapdoor. And it is, like, trying to punch through with its arms and it's failing. And it's, like, screaming and screeching. And then... The black light closes over it, 
and forces it down beneath the floor. And the unfathomable is gone. And Michelle Fan, you can hear over the music, Michelle Fan is like, you've ruined everything! Ah! She's like screaming and crying and sobbing. Um, she's so upset. Um, and everybody is dancing. What do you do? I'm gonna go up to Michelle. She's like rubbing her eyes with the heels of her hands. Her like mascara is running down her face. Um, and she's like, all I wanted for prom was the end of the known universe, and you ruined it. <laughs> How could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? What is your damage, Michelle? I just wanted to do something memorable for prom. You can be memorable for prom without destroying the known universe. She is inconsolable. She is sobbing. She has, like, thrown herself on the floor. <laughs> and Addie and Brinley make their way over, and they're like... I can't believe you. And they, like, start to help her up and usher her out. Oh, my gosh. Of the, like, down the stairs, off the stage, and out the side door. Uh. um, Back into, like, the main part of the school. And everyone's still dancing. The music's playing. It's almost as if they've forgotten the unfathomable was ever here. People are dancing again. They're having fun. They're laughing. They're singing along. They love the cha-cha slide. <laughs> People are very into it. Perfect. Uh, Frankie. Uh... <laughs> Derek comes up he's like hands are covered in spray paint he like has put the cans down but his hands are covered in paint and he like holds a hand out and he's like I know this isn't like the best music for this but do you want to dance? Oh my gosh, I'm just picturing there's this part in like the society where um they like do um this thing where it's like fast dance to a slow song sort of thing uh where like the fast song, the slow song comes up and they're all just like going ham on it and I feel like excellent. Yeah, this is the opposite of that. It's definitely like it's the cha cha slide, but you're definitely slow dancing. I love it so much. <laughs> my dreams are coming true. There's, like, so much dissonance between what's going on around everyone else and what's happening with them. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. I love it. And, uh, and Greg, um, Oliver Good approaches you and he's like, Whew, I sure am glad you go on Prom King. And he, like, pats your shoulder and he's like, you, you deserve it, though. I know it was, like, I guess a demon summoning trap, but <laughs> real Prom King. You deserve it. You're a good guy. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, hey, Oliver, you uh you had all those scholarships to all those schools, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, so you 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 know all about the the local colleges? Yeah, of course. Yeah, could I um could I actually ask for your help? I got uh I have a mystery I need to demystify. Abby, the DJ comes over. He's like a student DJ. Um, his name's Ramon. Uh, he's like, can't believe he's playing the cha-cha slide. He had such good music. And you're sort of standing near him and he wanders over and he's like, my my whole playlist is kind of messed up. I Do you want to pick the next song? Oh, gosh. Now I have to Google cool high school <laughs> songs from 2002. Um, my my vision before I remembered that that coordinated dances exist was everybody singing Under Pressure. <laughs> So it could be that. <laughs> Please, can we do that? Please, can we yeah, do so he's that? He's like, he's like, do you want to pick the next song? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And does he just have like a phone that he's scrolling? Oh, he's through got and like playing songs. He's from? got like a laptop and like 
Spotify or iTunes or whatever, depending on what year it is. He's got LimeWire open. He'll get whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pull it up on YouTube and it's like the lyric video. Yes. And yeah. an ad definitely plays before Great. that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of the song Under Pressure playing as the camera pans down and we see the unfathomable now like <laughs> underneath the earth again, just like kind of crushed underneath the weight of the planet. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, and under pressure plays and the, the three of you, despite the fact that in two or three months, you'll all be headed off your separate ways. The three of you have a nice dance and a really nice rest of your prom. It's the end of the year, and Abby, uh, probably a few weeks after we graduate, uh, right before Greg is supposed to go off to wherever he goes off to, uh, gets a knock on her door. And assuming she actually opens it up to come see someone, she will see Greg holding his uh, adventures notebook. Yeah, Abby opens up, there's like a little window you can open up to look out of, and then closes it and then opens this giant door. <laughs> hey, uh, Abby, so, uh, remember how in, in prom you had said that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the mystery guy, I'm the one who, uh, who needs to demystify the mysteries? Yeah, yeah, that's, you're real good at that. Yeah, well, I mean... I gotta say, I'm I'm really proud of the work that we did. I think we I think we solved a lot of we solved a lot of, of, of mysteries. Basically every single one. But I I remember there was one that uh that I wasn't able to get until right right recently. So uh I've been looking with Oliver Good. Uh you know him, he's he's a really good guy. Uh and The best, yep. Yeah. And um so you know, I think you did a really we do a really good job you know, stopping the world from ending. But uh, I I think you could do a really good job making stuff out of the world. So uh, I've been working with Oliver, and I just... Uh, and he hands the book, the mystery book, which he's kept to himself, he hands it over to uh, Abby. Uh, and it's got a list of uh, career options, a list of, uh, colleges and, like, uh, application requirements and, like, indications of how Abby could get each one, and he's just like, you know, I think, uh, you could just go off and do something great, so, uh, I did have a little bit of trouble, I couldn't find one solution to the problem, because there were just so many, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Abby, for the first time in their cousin relationship, just gives him a giant, huge hug, and then wipes her eyes where her her mascara and eyeliner is running a little bit and goes you want to call frankie and get some ice cream the intro and outro music for all ipm episodes is morning dew by liquid and used under a creative commons license the link is in the show notes you can support international podcast month via coffee or paypal and by retweeting sharing and talking about the event using the ipm 2019 hashtag head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event international podcast month celebrating creators sharing listeners